hands on. We're good to go. All right. Good evening, everybody. Uh, I'd like to call to order the meeting of Mansfield Parks Facilities Development Corporation for Thursday, February 16th, 2023 at 6.01 p.m. Our first order of business will be uh, to recess into executive session pursuant to section. We're not going to go into executive session today. Thank you. Very good. All right. So the next uh, business that we'll do is take any action, which we don't need to do. The next one will be citizens' comments. Citizens wishing to address the board on any non-public hearing agenda items and items not on the agenda may do so at this time. Once the business portion of the meeting begins, only comments related to the public hearing will be heard. All comments are limited to five minutes. Uh, Sarah, do we have any cards today? No. Having no cards, we'll move to our next item, our cash flow statement. Okay, in your packet, the sales tax report. Again, this was the month of December sales, so it's, it's the biggest month of the year. So it's nice to see a 12.5% 5% increase in that month, so we're doing really well for the year. Uh, we still do not have a cash flow statement. I'm not really sure. Uh, we don't have any reporting capabilities with our, our new financial system, so um, we're about to kick off our budget process for next year, so hopefully we have something soon. I don't know how we'll do that without reports, but um, we're all hanging in there. But revenue is up. That's a good thing. Uh, unfortunately, we have a ton of vacancies. Brian and Toby's division is, uh, has about 10 vacancies now out of the 20 landscape techs. So we've promoted a lot of people. It's freed up some, some, some positions that way. And so now uh, we, we're starting to get applications. So uh, hopefully we will do that. Financially wise, that means we have savings. So a lot of extra revenue, savings on the expenditure side. So we should be in good shape. We just can't give you a report right now that shows that. So any questions about the sales tax report or anything else that I could answer at this time? Any questions from the board? Hearing none, seeing none, we'll move to the next item. Approval of the minutes. Uh, need to approve the regular meeting minutes from January 19th, 2023. They're in our packet here. And I'll accept a motion. I'll move to accept the minutes. Motion by Chris. Second by Lindsay. Any questions? Comments? Hearing none, seeing none, we'll, uh, we'll vote on those. Those uh, that approve the, the minutes uh, with a sign of aye. 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 Those opposed by nay. Let's see, that's 601 with Raul absent today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So that's a 7 0. See what happens when we don't have executive? <laughs> All right, next item is uh, approval of the joint work session meeting minutes. Uh, question, Director, do we have to attend the meeting to approve those minutes? No. Okay. So uh, these minutes are also in your packet for January 23rd, uh, 2023. Uh, after reviewing, do we have a motion here? We've got a move to approve by Bob. A second? Second by Lindsay. Any questions? Hearing none, seeing none, we'll vote for these. Those uh, approved with the sign of aye. 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 Any opposed by nay? Also 7-0. <clears throat> Departmental updates. 
Okay, the report in your packet gives an overview. One of the, obviously one of the, the highlights, uh, we, we let you know last meeting that we were uh, anticipating receiving the Parks and Wildlife Grant and that was official. So $750,000 grant to help develop James Benack Park West. So we'll be working with Parks and Wildlife over the next couple of months. Uh, it is a pass-through National Park Service federal funding, so it adds a couple layers. You know, we have to go through the agreement and a couple extra things we have to check uh, to satisfy the federal standards as well. But uh, that's a good, good uh, project that we'll be starting very soon. Um, and then we have regular updates to the projects. Not significant changes from last month, but we are winding down on McLennan Park West and Gertie Barrett. You can see from the updates in the uh, packet, the, the ice and snow for the week there delayed us a little bit. And now we're starting to get a little rain. So uh, we're, we're getting close, but a little bit of uh, hiccups as we wind down. And we do have an item for a change order on your agenda tonight that will help us finish those out. Uh, and then on our divisional updates on operations, recreation, and marketing, you can see some of the performance measures and some of the programs and updates. So we have uh, several staff here. I'd be happy to answer any questions if you have it on anything in your packet tonight. Starting my left, no questions. All right, looking good. <clears throat> All right, I guess I will hit on just some uh, executive director uh, other items that weren't in the packet necessarily. Uh, for everyone's knowledge, if you have not heard, Toby's father actually passed away last Wednesday, so he's been out uh, this last week attending to uh, the funeral and family business. And his father ran run, ran a farm as well as an auction business. And so uh, Toby's got his plate full right now trying to take care of family affairs. Uh, so he'll probably be back soon and then probably be using some of his vacation time over the time to get down back and forth to South Texas trying to get that uh, situated. Because I think he does have some family members down there, but he's bearing the brunt of the affairs. So i just let you know that we did we did send flowers on behalf of the department and MPFDC uh, to to them on Tuesday um, traps as a reminder the sessions scheduled for March 1st and 2nd in Frisco I believe we have Scott James Jessica and Bob uh, scheduled for at least one of those days uh, just to let you know the awards are on Thursday the 2nd we we did find out we are not receiving any so Sorry about that, that, that bad news. Um, so we will we'll continue to try again. It was pretty competitive, this go around. Uh, talked about our grant. Uh, just to let you know too, the fall 2023 field, athletic field applications uh, for, for allocations for field requests. Um, of the normal four associations that we allocate fields to, everybody else that submitted um, didn't even come close to having any of the the paperwork. I mean, they, some of them literally just put their name down and wanted to get fields and obviously they didn't meet any of the criteria. So we will be uh, proceeding with the normal process for Mansfield Soccer Association, Mansfield Youth Baseball Association, Girls Softball, and the Kennedale Youth Association who's in the process of changing their name to kind of co-brand into Mansfield. Um, their numbers actually were on par or even a higher percentage of Mansell residents than our other sports that are, you know, call themselves Mansell soccer. So they're, they're, they're servicing uh, Mansell families. Uh, and we had absolutely zero issues uh, on any front from them. So 
them continuing on uh, this next year from the very beginning. We're looking forward to great things from them. So the other groups that were requesting fields are kind of one-off teams or even one-off parents. We had a couple of different offshoots of football groups that want to start up, but they, they don't, they've never run them and there's no proven record. They, they're not nonprofits. They don't have anything in place. So um, we'll, we'll continue to try to work with them if we have field space, but when it comes to allocating them formally through an agreement, they don't meet any of the criteria in our policy. So I want to let you know that. So no decisions will have to be made on, on behalf of the board for that. We'll proceed with executing those for the fall. Um, this past Monday at the City Council, we only had one action item related to Parks and Recreation, and that was our Kids Zone, our annual process for adopting the standards of care in order to, to adopt those. Council uh, approved those unanimously. Coming up on the 27th, um, pending your action tonight, we would move forward with the construction manager at risk change order, uh, seeking after your action tonight, it would be the same item. And then there, I believe it'll probably be a work session. There's been one update from Trinity Metro on transportation citywide, and it's really being led by the engineering department, but they've had a couple of citywide meetings, committee meetings, including our senior lifestyle staff about the possibility of some ride sharing opportunities within the city of Mansfield, similar to what's gone on in Grand Prairie, Arlington, Fort Worth, and bringing that to Mansfield. And uh, so there's been some discussions about whether or not our senior lifestyles transportation could roll into that. Um, so you might hear that during that presentation. Honestly, because of the limited opportunities and the way that we run our routes, we don't think it, it will be a solution uh, for, for to continue to provide the same customer service that we do to our program uh, because uh, participants, because they would have to wait and it potentially take three hours to get them all here as opposed to us getting them on our regular route with our two buses here in less than an hour and then home quickly. So, but we're, we're working with them on that. So if you hear any discussion uh, during that work session about Trinity Metro and transportation, senior lifestyles, uh, we're, we're trying to see if there is a, an opportunity for, for some, some solutions there. So um, council workshop is scheduled for next week. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday. So um, a lot of focus on land use comprehensive plan, uh, trying to wind down the cultural arts master plan and some other significant projects and I think some event planning. Our master plan, uh, as you well know, is well established and we're two years into it and we're proceeding like that. So I don't think council, they're well aware of all the projects and initiatives that are going on. So I don't think we're gonna be discussing much on that end. There is gonna be a, the kickoff on Wednesday afternoon is gonna be kind of a shark tank uh, exercise where departments uh, for the available recovery money that we still have a uh, city that's uh, been unallocated so departments are going to be making some pitches about how uh, how we could potentially use that and including our department and uh, the project just to let you know that that's going to be focused on is the rose park so as we talked about last month the redevelopment plan which is 10 to 12 million total. We have a couple million already authorized, but we could do so much more of that redevelopment plan. So that's gonna be our pitch, is trying to get uh, some additional funding through this mechanism to help us do that. So we're ready to start the actual construction documents, get a scope of work and, and a contract to par from Park Hill, who's done the master planning. So our hopes is after the decisions are made, I'm assuming next week, after the pitches are made, we'll know what our funding is available and we'll have a contract on your agenda next month 
depending on what that amount is and what that scope is and get that executed and get it to council we'll start cds depending on what that scope is uh, very soon so we're we're on the brink now we have two additional staff members on james's team to to help us lead these projects so we're we're ready to go so we're looking forward to that opportunity next week uh, and then the last thing I just want to touch on CAPRA and our accreditation. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this over several months. We've really not gotten into great detail, but this process started with us about, uh, about 18 months ago. But to be honest, it didn't really start until 53 weeks ago when Amanda started. So she took the, took the reins on this. And um, so just about everybody in our department has played a significant role um, creating, collecting everything that we have, working with other city departments and gathering policies and plans that everybody has and then creating new policies and plans and documents for everything that didn't exist, which is part of the, part of the challenge. When you become accredited, it's trying to raise the bar, say we're, we're better than, than most because we have all of these things in place, systems in place and, and policies in place. And if that means you create that, then ideally you're making your department better and stronger. And so we've gone through a very long process um, and so everybody in the room including Brian who's only been here for a few weeks has been been pitching in trying to help create you know, plans and emergency evacuation plans um, Coco and the recreation team obviously had a big role Brian and Toby on the operation side James on the planning side um, but on the administration on the, the coordination of the administration kind of Amanda's core team uh, Sarah's played a big role uh, Anne has played a big role um, trying to get this wrapped up. The finish line is Monday. It is due Monday. We don't know exactly what time. We don't know if that is assuming 5 o'clock or 11.59 p.m. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to figure that out, but a lot now we're in the upload mode, trying to get everything polished and uploaded into a couple of different systems. Um, so it's been, it's been a long process in the last oh, probably eight or nine weeks has been nothing but 12, 15-hour days, seven days a week. So I wanted to specifically recognize Amanda for everything that she's done. I mean, she really, 53 weeks ago when she started, this was one of the things on our work plan. And without her taking the, taking the reins and scheduling hundreds of meetings with staff and can't even quantify the amount of hours that have been you know, put into this. So thank you. We're almost there. So that's it for me on my report. Wonderful. Any questions about Matt's report from the board? Nothing? All right. We'll move on to old business. Item 235205, resolution. A resolution to consider amending the Mansfield Parks Facilities Development Corporation's bylaws to establish a policy regarding consecutive years of service, <clears throat> the appointment of its president, and to amend the time for budget approval. Mr. Director. So just to quickly, I think it was a couple of days before your last last month's meeting when we learned about one of the changes, and that was the selection of the president. So this is to basically ratify what council action was taken a few days after your meeting, which was the adoption of the bylaws, including the consecutive years of service, the appointment of the president, and then the budget, which you'd already taken action on. So we just kind of wrapped everything back in together to ratify it so you know in the future we could look back there's one resolution so I just wanted to make sure that everybody understood you have taken action on one of these items 
on the consecutive years of service, it was worded a little bit differently, but the one addition from the time the action you took in November was the appointment of the president, basically the part process that council is going to make a recommendation to you for the selection of the president. The other board members would still be up for nominations and recommendations from, from your body. So I'd be happy to try to answer any questions about that if you have them. I, go ahead, Wendy. So you said the council's going to make a recommendation or they're going to want us to appoint who they decide? The latter. They're going to select someone and basically give that name to you to elect as your, to vote on as your president, yeah, as your chair. And they want us to change our bylaws by vote also to say that? Correct. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm new, so I may not have a full understanding of why this would be beneficial to our board or to any of the boards on Mansfield, but I feel strongly that I think that we all work together um, and we've kind of come as a collaboration, but I don't know if I would have confidence in a council team who is largely not present in our meetings to be able to decide something like that. So I don't know if I would be able to say, this is the best for Mansfield, and not only just for our board, but for the future of the future boards of Mansfield. I just don't know if I fully understand. Can you help me with that? Well, all I can say is every, this is the fourth city I've worked in, and in every city this is the process. Normally it's not up to the individual boards. Normally council selects the chair when they, when they do appointments every year, they basically say, and this will be the chair of that board. That's the way it has worked in every city. So Mansfield has been a little different in that they haven't done it that way. Uh, but I think part what council has recognized is that they haven't been as connected and so they want to be more engaged. And the reason that they've started to do the joint meetings the way is that they want to be interacting more with the boards. They want to have confidence in the person that is leading the, each of the boards. Uh, but I, I can't it necessarily speak exactly for it. All I know is uh, I ca what I can say is that they've already taken action. Your bylaws are official. Whether you take action or not, your bylaws have been adopted. City Council ultimately is the final say. Even, you know, same thing for some of your contracts. If you vote no against a contract, if Council approves it, it still gets approved. So they're ultimately, it's already done. This is more of a ratification um, just for clarification purposes. So if you chose to vote no, we obviously will relay that message to council, but your bylaws are already in effect with council action. So. What would be the procedure in the event that council's appointment declines the position? You know, well, I guess we'll have to deal with the process at this time next year. I would assume that when council is going through the nominations or applications next year, and want to select someone, I would assume that they would probably reach out to that person that they want to select to, to make sure that they are agreeable to serve in that role, I, I'm assuming, uh, prior to sending that notification to your board. I, I'm assuming that would be the process that they would identify someone that of the of what would be the new board member roster come October 1, and that we want Johnny to be the chair and that they would visit with Johnny to say, yes, I, yeah, I agree to serve. I'm assuming that process would be yeah. implemented. Um, in the bylaws, it says, these bylaws shall become effective upon the occurrence of the following events. Number one, the approval of the bylaws by city council and 
the adoption of these bylaws by the board. So it has to be both. Correct. So it can't just be them adopting our bylaws and without us doing it, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So it does have to be by both. And it also has to be amended in the manner provided in the Articles of Incorporation, which we were not given to see what that says. The articles and the articles didn't need to be amended for this because the, it, you, the selection of the the uh, selection of officers is not explained in the article, so they did not need to be amended uh, for that purpose. It's only your bylaws. Um, hmm. That was clarified. Um, the art, you you amended your articles in November for the consecutive years of service already in your but well the budget wasn't in there either. So the only thing that your articles were amended that both you and the council did was for these consecutive years of service. But we didn't have to bring the articles back to you because it doesn't reference how you select the president. Mm -hmm. Matt, I still have that question. Like if, if they are, and I fully feel that the council members are doing the best for the city and they have the best intentions, but how will they be able to, to decide on which one of us they think would be the best person if they're not present. And there's really no replacement for being present to witness, you know, the workings and the communication between all of us. Yeah, and Vanessa's coming down. I, this is difficult because I can't speak for the council. Okay. All I can say is, just as Harold Bell said many, many times to you, you know, you serve at the pleasure of the council, so I can't speak for how you should vote or how you shouldn't uh, or why they necessarily made this decision. I'm not sure if Vanessa has anything which I'll expand upon that. Good evening. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know the exact reason why they decided to move this way, but I think during the discussions that I've been involved in, I know that a lot of times whenever they do have applications for board appointments, they rely heavily on staff to make those recommendations when they have multiple people that submit an application. And a lot of times they do go with what staff recommends because they, they know that those staff members will ultimately work with the board one-on-one, -on -one, they'll get, engage their feedback, and this is the same direction that they plan on using for the president. They will rely heavily on what the staff member liaison will recommend and, and go forward with that. But they do plan on wanting to be a lot more involved in what's going on and, and be present because I know that they expect you guys to be present at those meetings, and so they want to take the same initiative. So. Yeah, along that lines, um, that the last two years, they have basically the process, all the applications come in, they come through me as the board liaison, I review them and make, make recommendations to them on members. So that's why I feel confident, as Vanessa said, that's, they will probably also at that time say, do you have a recommendation for the chair or the president, depending on what the board is, so. Thank you, Vanessa. That answers my question about involvement from staff and if, if Matt or Matt's de designee is involved to the capacity of being able to even make a recommendation up that then gets approved to come down helps me. Oh yes, absolutely. I, I, Council definitely re relies heavily on, on Matt's recommendation or his designee's recommendation on what they feel would probably work best for the board to be able to move these projects forward and really accomplish what y'all need to. Trying to decide. <laughs> have uh, have the other boards that this affects adopted this resolution? Or has I, it been 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's the three big boards. So it's both corporations and planning and zoning. So this action took place at the end of January. So they might have already brought it forward. I don't think this has happened at PNZ yet. It may happen Monday. Yes. And so I think that maybe they were, the other boards had council go through and make sure that those were fine. And I, I can't recall whether the economic development board had already approved theirs or not. Um, but I do think that um, that board had that provision about the uh, president being aborted, appointed by the council already in their bylaws when it was presented to them. Um, but PNZ, I don't believe they, so they will be going through the same process this month as well. I just want to say we, we do serve at the pleasure of the, <clears throat> of the city council, but logic does speak to the fact that I think the board should have some input on who its president should be. Um, as Jessica was saying, I think we ought to have one aspect of that decision in our control and it's up to city council to ultimately decide, but I think that part of it should be, you know, rest with us as well. That's just my opinion. <clears throat> and I think that, and, you know, to that, to that point, it may be beneficial whenever we do have those, um, those applications that come through. And, and Matt, I don't know if maybe that's something that you want to bring in the current president in and have that be a discussion on maybe it's a recommendation of the entire board that we take to council, yeah. that this is the person that we feel should be the next um, board president and then have council kind of take action upon that. So you're, you're still making that recommendation to them and having them kind of approve that. I know Dr. Kleene has been on the, on the board for, for a while now and has, has referenced the various methods that members have been interviewed and chosen over the years is very widely that the board used to have, the board members themselves used to have input on people being appointed. For a while, council was only doing that, and now it's shifted back towards, and to be honest, the way that it's being done now is the way it's listed in the council rules of procedures, and I think Suzanne, our city secretary, brought it to, uh, when the new mayor came on, came on board and we had lots of vacancies to fill, and so they were reviewing things, he says, well, actually, it says the department heads are supposed to be making recommendations, and they're supposed to be reviewing it. So while the process may not be part of the bylaws i think i think that's per perfectly valid for us to bring that forward uh, as a part of the the process and the discussion that if applications generally go out and call for uh, applications in june due in july they have a couple of months to review them get recommendations from staff and if that's part of the process obviously it's probably unlikely that a brand new member gets appointed as a chair or a president that's probably not the way but i would think you would want to know what your new roster is going to look like before that decision is made and so considering what your what your new member list is and any feedback and who's about to roll off and how many tenured members there are to me makes sense so and and i do believe that this mayor and council are willing to listen to uh, you know process improvements if, if, if needed so man we we've talked about the we've listed this as just the president but we have four officers we've traditionally delegated the uh, the secretary role to um, the administrator for the department. We've uh, delegated the treasurer role to the CFO of mm -hmm. the city. We have the vice uh, vice president of the of the board. Is that still selected the way that it has been done in the past? Yes. Yeah. They made it clear this was only for the president or chair of the boards and not the other board members. Well, I'm going to echo Chris's comments. I I think. Um, <clears throat> 
that we should rely on our cohesiveness and certainly um, our association with our director um, in the, in, and let's hope that it continues that way ad infinitum um, but also we should consider cohesiveness with the city council as well um, while this may may trying to fashion the words <laughs> while this may not be the most uh, acceptable situation for some members of the city um, we it, very few things come easy in City Hall I think I can say that safely so it's a matter of uh, bridging all the gaps and uh, we are meeting regularly with City Council uh, they are highly aware and Matt is our connection to that I think that uh, that speaks to that so um, I, I say we should use our cohesiveness in connection with Matt to kind of steer steer the discussion that way I think that's where I have the hard time understanding on why because with council members they already decide a lot of you know of the city and what they do but I feel like with with us, it's, it is hard because if they pick, if they're able to pick and choose who they think would best fit for their team, it's kind of, and I don't want to make this a political way, but it kind of steers the way where they kind of have more agency on what we decide. And I would like to say that I think we all should have more agency on who we would like to be as a leader for the boards that we serve. And I feel like we are an extension of the public, the community, versus us as an extension of the council members. That's at least how I feel, and maybe it's because I'm new, so I don't really know, but that's how I feel that I represent the community more so. I mean, I, and I guess to, to that point, I, I think that you, you know, that's, that's a fair assessment um, to make that you wanna be able to make that decision on your own, and so again, I think that maybe the best path moving forward at this point is really using Matt as your liaison to really give who your recommendation is. And um, we can see how that works out if, if it comes to a point where maybe council is not taking that recommendation, or maybe it's having you guys come to the meeting that council is appointing that specific board uh, president um, at that meeting, and you can speak to those and say who it is that you recommend that they appoint. And that way you still voice your opinion. Um, again, I, I have confidence that, that council will take the recommendation of of Matt as your board representative of who he feels as a, a board, a part of the board, would, would fit best to make sure that your projects and, and your goals are moved forward. Any more comments, questions, thoughts, suggestions? <clears throat> All right, this is uh, one we'll take, uh, take action on today. Excuse me. So the, we'll go ahead and vote. Uh, those that uh, approve of the uh, consider amending the Mansfield Park Facilities Development Corporation bylaws by establishing a policy regarding all three of these, the consecutive years of service, the appointment of the president, and to amend a time for budget approval. <clears throat> Say aye. We have a motion. I'm sorry. Thank you. See, we don't have executive, and I'm just all <laughs> off. Thank you very much. Can we get a, a, a motion? Motion by Bob. Second. Lindsay seconds this one. Any questions to the motion? All right. Those approved by aye. Aye. 
Anybody have a nay? Nay. Can we raise hands? Two. Five, two. Five, two. With Jessica and Colleen. Thank you. Motion passes. <clears throat> Next item is 235206 ADA transition plan updates. Okay, Amanda's going to just give you a brief update of the ADA trans transition plan project. We've been working with consultant. We'll need the screen down. XSLG2 is the consultant, so we've just got a couple of slides to let you know where we stand. Well, another fun project that we've been working on is uh, working with Accessology on our ADA plan for the department. And that has um, kicked off with a few meetings where we've gone over some of the goals and objectives and kind of worked on what we have in place, how we can enhance it, how we can get more people involved, and, and how we can take a look at the facilities and um, parks that we have in play and, and um, what are some of the items that we need to address and, and be aware of. <clears throat> so um, with the group Accessology during those very cold months uh, or very cold uh, snaps basically they were out at all of our parks and trails and measuring um, different items and taking pictures of, of all the different locations um, within our park system as well as our public-private partnerships. They've, they were able to uh, take a look at those areas and um, start to put together some documents to make sure that we have everything in our um, parks and facilities kind of portfolio to take a look at, at what we, we need to address. So some of the areas that they've been looking at are um, some of the transfer platforms, some of the signage, counter heights, um, path, path of travel, restrooms, uh, making sure that they are evaluating everything within those systems that um, have those items. So they've given us some pictures already and kind of given us a brief uh, overview of what we can expect and um, what we can start to add to our list for uh, improvements. So some of the fencing, some of the counter heights, uh, surfaces, they've um, taken a look at at these locations. Uh, parking lot and access from parking lot is definitely very important. So, um, you know, bringing these types of items to our attention as well as uh, restrooms, making sure that they have uh, all the, the systems in place that are needed. And so um, we will have a progress report uh, with a lot more information coming up here in April. What we've been doing in the process is working with staff and getting them to kind of be aware of what's going on. We've, we've um, talked with some park operations staff to know that this is something that we are going to have to uh, be aware of, as well as our recreation staff, so that we can start to have those conversations and trainings and um, some of those modifications that we may need to put into place so that we make sure that we have um, programs and facilities for everybody. 
<clears throat> so when they finish up their report, they will have a very detailed analysis of um, what we need to take a look at. They'll have pictures, they'll have dimensions, they'll have um, very specific areas that we need to take a look at as well as a budget. Um, and what they kind of talked about is they will, you know, kind of lean those budgets on the higher end and make sure we've got some contingencies in place because it may be a parking lot that we have to take a look at. However, there may be other items that are incorporated in that to make that parking lot work or that um, system, uh, that uh, area level. <clears throat> So this is kind of our timeline that we're taking a look at. Some of this does coincide with our CAPRA um, initiative and does help us uh, meet some of those standards. So we'll continue to have those meetings, continue to discuss um, different uh, communications that we need to have, not only with staff, but with the public. We've just added to our website some face-to-face -face resolution um, so that people will have access to contact someone if they need um, some modifications made. And, and it was actually perfect timing because we had someone who is signing up for a defensive driving class that needed a sign language interpreter. So we've kind of started that process and it, it was really perfect timing. So uh, we'll be looking to kind of finalize everything um, towards the end of April for you guys to take a look at. And then we'll continue on with additional training in May as we prepare for summer programs, uh, summer uh, camps, and those sort of things. So hopefully this will be um, some information that will really help the, the department as a whole. So any questions on any of that? I don't have a question, I have a comment. This is outstanding. And uh, just from those limited slides to see how much we missed. Yes, um, they're very this will, detailed. This will be very good moving forward as we develop other things, as we upgrade facilities. So I, I'm 100% in favor of this. Can I add something? I just wanted to say it's the timeline's great. I mean, just how quickly um, from the time that we've made the decision that we're able to get the data information already coming back and to have a final report by April 19th, that's incredible. Very exciting. Yeah, so our, our, visit, our visit with our NRPA, our staff on the, the capital accreditation is the first week in May, so it probably would have been a little bit longer, but Amanda's been twisted arms. So if we could really get that final report with everything before their visit, so to say that we, we have an official plan and all the recommendations, that would be great, and they, they stepped up their game. So mm -hmm. Definitely, they have come through for us completely. Any other comments? Great stuff, Amanda. All right. Well worth the 53 weeks. Move to the next item, uh, 23-51-39, discussion about our budget. Yeah, so not much to report here, just going to keep this on the agenda. We, we have received a couple emails from our finance department this week, so this is the time we start kicking that off. I think they've got um, some training that was going to be scheduled for the end of this month with our Tyler rep, which is our new software, financial software, on how to enter the budget because this will be the first, first time for us using the new system on that and obviously a little bit different or maybe a lot different from what we've done in the past and they don't have a calendar set yet i think they've got a draft one proposed still trying to work out those details but it should be similar to the past we'll enter all of the information we'll do requests for capital requests for new positions or equity adjustments all between now and probably beginning of may somewhere in that point uh, with the change in your budget adoption being August instead of July, that gives us a little bit more time this summer, a little bit more uh, time for the 
appraisal district information to come in and what's going to happen in the general fund as well. So uh, it should be should be fine um, with our normal schedule. But you know we'll we'll share as soon as we have everything prepared. Uh, we'll share that with you. Uh, I do between now and then I, I do think it would be a good opportunity for us to solicit input we mentioned this the last couple of meetings from you on the front end if there are things that you want to be considered as opposed to staff just submitting them and then saying this is what we submitted on your behalf and you whether you like it or not that's that's what you want obviously you've been able to make changes in the past but i think we really need to ask for any input or recommendations on the front end so whether we do that through a workshop or just a, a chunk of your agenda between now and may uh, we'll, we'll work with you on that uh, and the ADA report obviously is going to probably give us uh, some things that we'll need to consider on the budget as well as all these other projects that are or they're lining up uh, for inclusion so any questions about that I, again we'll have a lot more detail about the, the budget calendar uh, for you at your next meeting I'm sure Matt, I do have a question for mm -hmm. the like inclusivity. Is this more of like ADA compliance or is this going to be more like being able to get like communication boards and things like that for kids with different abilities? The ADA report won't necessarily identify specific communications boards, but there are policies and recommendations and things we're already working on. So as Amanda referenced that one, uh, they're already given us. So part of the recommendations will be policies, procedures, maybe even infrastructure like that that is needed um, on it. So uh, these, this is what this company does for a living. They know their stuff. We, we learned that from the very, very beginning. In fact, a lot of the standards in CAPRA, there's 154 different standards that we have to, we have to submit information on. A lot of them have to do with ADA. A lot of them have to do with uh, uh, you know, assistance. Um, and so... Amanda ran a lot of our draft policies that we were planning by them and had and so they gave us the information to tweak a lot of that on the front end so um, that will be I'm sure that will be part of the recommendations for sure I don't know that there'll be a financial recommendation because the, the what they're what they've done on the evaluation side is look at our current facilities and say here where your deficiencies are and so there'll be a budget number with that I don't know on the other improvements um, besides recommendations, I don't know if they'll give us cost estimates for that, but that, that should be the easiest part, I would think. The, the number we get of all the stuff that needs to be changed over time is going to be not going to be small. So, Any additional questions? All right, we'll move to item 10, new business. <clears throat> number 23, 5200. Consider approving change orders number one and two to the construction manager at risk contract with the Fang Group <clears throat> in the amount of $92,123.12 for additional construction items related to Gertie Barrett Park and McClendon Park West improvements. Well, James is here if you have any you know, specific questions about the projects, but just uh, in, in addition to what's in the staff report, hopefully it was as clear as it could be is confusing two projects and one construction manager at risk. But basically on each of the two projects, uh, there were some things that arose during construction uh, that needed to be dealt with. So at Gertie Barrett Park, that was it really re revolves primarily around the private drive. And once we got that negotiated and got in and made some modifications to uh, Ms. Putney's request, we had to change some of the infrastructure uh, related to, to that drive. Uh, and in both parks cases, um, 
the the original con the contractor's uh, design work uh, was including China fixtures, and we d we don't do ever do that. And so that 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 is an ad that we we didn't want to accept. That we did change all of that to stainless steel uh, fixtures. And then at McClendon West Park, because we had the two different contractors, the basketball courts in the back of the park, splash pad up front, um, didn't know until we got into the to the pro project that the the old irrigation system that used to feed the softball field that wasn't used um, at some point collapsed under the park, and so we needed to run a new we need to run a new water line to the back of the park to service so we can grow some turf around the basketball courts and and the the parking lot. So. The, these two change orders individually for the two parks, even though it was one guaranteed maximum price, construction and management risk, it's two separate contracts. So, so that's why they split it between change orders by park. So this would allow us to proceed with those two. Uh, funding is available um, uh, from the original project allocation. So it's just part of the park fee, available park fees in both of those zones would cover the 92,000. So. Be happy to answer any more questions. Or again, James is here too. If you anything specifically about the parks that I can't, couldn't cover, questions from the board. So this the, the funding source of this is the the existing that we're yeah. So if you remember, you know this is a very complicated project, multiple funding sources. We had 1.5 million from the general fund COs for Gertie Barrett. Uh, McClendon West was primarily cash from the corporation, but we had park fees to cover the difference in Gertie Barrett and a little bit in McClendon West. But because we've now generated more park fees in both zones since the project started, we have more than enough to cover that without even dipping into your to your cash for this. And, and since the board doesn't typically pay for underwater irrigation lines, the OPC on this, the, the cost is in line with what you would expect to see for this? It is. We we consulted with the water utilities. Their, their first, I think, their first estimate for us was a little higher than we anticipated. James went back to them and said, "No." Consulted with water utilities and said, "What are you guys paying for supplies right now?" And so we we James was able to negotiate that number down to something more reasonable than what we're what we're seeing on our internal projects. And we actually chose to use the contractor on the splash pad to run it towards the back of the park. We just, we, we, we bounced it off of 308 who's doing the basketball project. And so we kind of had a couple of quotes between the contractors and chose the, the cheaper one and the one we were more confident in completing the work anyway. So they should be able to knock it out quickly after this change order. Excellent. Thank you, James. Any more questions? Hearing and seeing none, we'll take a motion. I'll make the motion. Motion by Wendy to approve. Second by Chris. Any questions? Uh, those approved with aye. 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 Any opposed by nay? 7 0. <clears throat> Next item is 2351.36. Okay, so no need for action tonight. We are still working with M3 Ranch. Uh, if you remember from the last meeting, we kind of shared the original idea from this developer. They're in phase two of their multi-phase overall, you know, 2,000 residential lots will eventually be built in M3 Ranch. And so they're in phase two development right now to meet the land dedication requirement of the ordinance. They were proposing to dedicate a pond. James worked with them over the last couple of years to modify, get a couple extra lots, uh, extend that a little bit, make it a little bit more flexible so that the trail from the birdsong development just to the south would easily connect in through that and meet our, our trail master plan. 
they had a second pond that was originally part of it. Through that process, it became necessary through our engineering department environmental that it needed to be a, an actual water quality pond. And so that has all kinds of other regulations tied to that. We don't want to accept responsibility for that. So we said, we'll, we'll take that out. The other pond and the associated land would still exceed the amount of land that they would be required for the 491 lots in this phase of the development. Through that process, they've also thrown a little playground on there and are now wanting to seek park development fee credit as well. And that wasn't my understanding. I'll just, I won't speak for James, but at least my understanding from the beginning, it was only about dedicating the land. So we're circling the wagons again. We have a meeting scheduled with them next Tuesday, I believe, to figure out exactly their request. They mixed them up. They combined the two different fees, and it wasn't clear. And as we started digging through their attachments, it, 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 our interpretation is that they're asking for both credits, and their letter only addressed one. And it was the, the amount for this one, and it should have been the other way around. So we need more time. So hopefully by next month we'll have, have that worked out. Um, I'm not sure if we will recommend development fee credit or not. The land I still agree with, but the, uh, they, I think their intent was to build the park, dedicate the land to us, and then they want to get credit for the improvements that they want to make, which I don't know that it makes sense um, to, to squeeze some of these amenities around the pond, uh, but then they still want to maintain that and that that's a woodland estates all over again and we're not doing that you know that's how woodland estates started they dedicated that they were maintaining it and what two or three years later we had to take it over we're not we're not going we're not going down that road again that will never be my recommendation to to the city manager's office or, or council based on what we've had to do and then come back and replace their infrastructure and you know fix that so it's just cleaner you either keep it or give it to us, one, one of the two. And from day one, whoever, if we're maintaining it, we're gonna to continue to maintain it. So we need, hopefully by next month, we'll have it all worked out for you. So it's a good project, but just got a little, a little confusing, so. All right, no action needed tonight. <clears throat> Move on to uh, item 11, we'll do uh, board comments. Start on James's side today. James, any comments? Chris? I just want to comment that I, I am very thrilled that the projects are coming along as fast as they are. Um, been on the board for over four years, and I think this is the quickest pace of projects that I've seen so far, and I'm thrilled and very happy for everyone involved, and I think it's a great progress that we're making. Bob? Well, it's that time of year again. March 17th and 18th, Pickle Parade <laughs> in Palooza. Look for me there. Look for your neighbors, your friends, everybody. And if anybody has an inkling to volunteer, come see me. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Oh, I just I wanted to say thank you to Matt and Amanda and staff for the work on the accreditation. I know that's a significant undertaking and I'm really, really grateful for all the work that you've put in on it and the thoughtfulness that goes behind it. So thank you so much for making us um, be exceptional. Thank you. Well, thanks. I'm not taking any credit for it. It's it's them. I mean, as I was choking up, you can tell it's been a, it's been an endeavor. So it's it's all due to them. But we're going to be a much much stronger organization as a result. So from Jessica, uh, just congratulations again on for three weeks. You know, this is seriously <laughs> great job. Uh, it just seems like yesterday, <clears throat> a year ago. Uh, the only comment I really had was. Um, we, we talked about the future land use uh, plan earlier in our meeting. Uh, there is a citizens committee put together. I've been asked to sit on that. 
uh, and it's a pretty fast-paced project from what I can tell. Uh, we'll be participating in a couple of different meetings. There is a public meeting next Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. if you want to attend or participate. That's all I know. I don't even have the location yet. Do, do you know where it's at? Or I do not. I was going to ask, does anybody... So I'm sure that the city will, will let us know through Facebook and, and all the, the means. Uh, just keep an eye out for it. Uh, there's about 20, 25% of Mansfield still left undeveloped, and, and this is a great way to help shape uh, what, what the future of Mansfield looks like. So I'm excited to be on that committee and definitely will be uh, bringing anything back from that that is park-related here. And then I also wanted to uh, address the uh, attachment that we got from Sarah in, in our emailed packet. Um, would like to set up some standing subcommittees uh, for us to help uh, as we go on through the year. Uh, as topics come up, then we can have some people already positioned and staged for those subcommittee needs. And, and uh, Matt brought this to our attention here. The, the planning and development subcommittee and policies and operations are, are two great ones to start with. We might uh, have some future ones in addition to these, but right now these are uh, the two that, that we see are, are logical pieces where we can get plugged in and maybe work a little bit more nimble uh, off cycle and then bring things back to the larger group as a whole. Uh, I have heard from uh, Lindsay that she would like to participate in the planning and development uh, committee and Raul, who's not here tonight, said he'd be happy to serve on, on either one. I'm curious if there's anybody else here that might like to... I'll check email uh, to see where those are and, and we'll go from there. Everybody's going to be on planning and, and development, right? <laughs> so I'll, I'll go through and look through the, the time code and if, uh, if there's just three people so far, then I guess we're okay. So I'll go back through and look at my email for those. Um, and if anybody hasn't responded yet and still wants some time to think about that, uh, maybe before next meeting, I'll check my mail and we can, we can get people included on those as well. So. What was the other one? Planning and development and? Policies and operations. Oh, fun. Um, some of the bullet items are. Yeah, it's going to be just like the general public at all. We go to a public meeting, you just want to know, what are you building? What are you doing? You don't care about how we run things and all the policy stuff. Just It's the fun stuff. Let's plan everything, right? So uh, <laughs> some of the bulleted items are safety, security, rental policy, cost recovery, uh, and, of course, CAPRA, which is a, a hot topic right now. So um, very good. Uh any other informational items? Uh, and just relay the future land use public open house is Tuesday, 6 to 8 at the library. Okay. So in our new expanded, so I should have known that, uh, but I didn't. <laughs> Yoli took care of it. I didn't even know we were going to host it that night. So right next door. Very good. If there's no other informational items, uh, then we'll go ahead and adjourn at 6.55 p.m. <laughs>